athletes by watching their reaction. And then you then you find the entertainment value. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just, that movie is still not amazing to me. Other than the scene with the cow and the school bus. <laughs> I cannot stop laughing at that scene. As horrible as it is, I cannot stop laughing at it. It's almost like uh, 50 First Dates. Yes, I've watched that movie. But the scene where the, the guy, woman, you don't really know and he never holds that. But when he gets the giant walrus to vomit on them, I just can't stop laughing, no matter how many times I see that. You can stop, rewind it, and play it again, and I will continue to laugh until I cannot breathe. I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing. Yeah, I may have just given you my kryptonite, but oh well. <laughs> we're going to have to do that. Suddenly on air, that hey, scene goes over and over. I did the walrus puking scene and Luke did it on the silver. Oh, yeah. Yay! Reuben was so dead yesterday. Today. With a giant smile on his face. It must have been Joker gas. Yeah. Or it could have been that ending scene in American Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Something Talk about weird, weird huh? Yes. Yeah, so, so anyways, uh, for those of you who are just tuning in or may not know who we are, this is a guy named Joe. This is Revan? And this is the great comedy and the Lord. Yes. He has to go at the end because he has way too long of a name. Yeah. Yeah. But it sets it apart from the rest. It does. Yes. Um, no Firebird right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Mainly because she doesn't want to overload our bandwidth. Yeah, that was... Kind of do it. We are well, kind of watching. Well, thank you so much, uh, Firebird, for. Uh, and I think she's hanging out with a friend that's here from Japan. Uh, and yeah. spending money. Who doesn't want to spend money? I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah, spending money. So, uh. Yeah. Not really to have the money. Yeah. So then, who's going to be on our show tonight? So tonight we have. Gunmetal Games coming on talking about their new uh, portion of the role-playing game. I sorry, Zero Interface 2.0, I believe. I'm, I botched that. I apologize. Um, it is a Cyberpunk game system, so they'll be on talking about that, and we'll, we'll learn more about the intricate details of exciting Cyberpunkiness. Okay. And then uh, intern Chris should be showing up. Sometime. Yeah. Well, he's still got like the better part of an hour, so. He does. Let's let's not. Uh, let's not be but he he's probably still trying to get out of the cave and then find his way here. <laughs> well, uh, I I kind of. Or did you talk him into getting coffee for you? No. Because he doesn't know where the nearest coffee I shop is, so that probably takes a while. Yeah, but uh, I don't think I'll ever talk him into actually getting coffee. Yeah. But uh, in exchange, I gave him uh, dead batteries for flashlights. Oh. So he might be a little, little behind because of that. Wait, okay. take his dreams and passion to the rock. Hey, you don't get me coffee, I don't get no, any coffee. No, no, no. See, this is what you should have done. You should have given him batteries. They just enough charge to turn on, and then you leave. And then there's just enough that after you left it, you know, there's light, and then suddenly they die. Well, no. Well, these were people that batteries. Oh. So it, it, it's like you've got the light, yeah. and then then if they just gone, gone. Gone. And I gave him just enough to just turn it on and get lost. Okay. Yeah. It could be. Okay. okay. So hopefully uh, Inter Chris will find his way out of the Stay tuned, folks. And, and if he does, awesome. If he doesn't, 
Oh, we have the weird door that sounds like it's trying to sing uh, uh, Iron Man or something. <laughs> Seriously, I've been hearing that all day. It's either a cow or it's, it's like that's where he no, got the thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Oh, I just got to connect them. Oh, okay. They're on He's the already here. Oh, okay. I've been right. getting at pings. And there it is. Okay. Yeah. So he did give, give us a warning. He does tend to ramble. So if we need to, bring him in. Or just okay. give him short answers. I don't want to give him short answers. Short questions. Questions that will give short answers. No. We're going to let him. Yeah, let him do his thing. Do his thing. All right. Yeah. Also look up the Hello? Hello. Hello. Welcome to Central Radio. How's it going? It's going pretty well. So thanks Good. for coming on the show tonight. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I used to live in Salt Lake City. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So yeah, we're actually in Provo right now uh, at LTUE. Oh, really, Provo? Yeah. yeah. Cool. But yeah, I know. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the excitement is there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, what's what's going on? What are y'all talking about tonight? Uh, well, we're uh, since this is going to be kind of a cut, slightly cut down version of the show, um, we're going to be speaking on some channels in about just a little less than an hour. So we're hoping to get some word about your. Uh, can you speak up a little? I'm having a hard time hearing you. Oh, yeah, I apologize. I don't know if I'm getting close enough to the mic. Okay, let's try this again. So because it's going to be a slightly cut down version tonight, uh, we're hoping to get a word about Gunmetal Games and your new RPG system. Yeah, I'd be happy to talk to you about anything with Interface Zero. Um, first off, I guess I could say, you know, it's a cyberpunk setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry? Ken. Sorry. Kevin's trying to pass off instructions here. So, all right. So then, yeah, uh, can you tell us about Interface Zero? Yeah. Like I said, it's a cyberpunk setting. Um, the year's 2090. You know, you have the same tropes that you might have in other cyberpunk settings. Sorry, I'm a little bit nervous, you know. Um, You can do things like hack. uh, Actually, the world is connected globally through the global data net, and people wear um, implants, cybernetic implants, called tendril access processors. And the best way to think about those is modems for your brain. Um, They're implanted directly into your brain. People call them Interface Zero, so that's where we get the name of the setting. But our setting is pretty gritty, uh, lots of character depth, you know, lots of noir, rain in the streets every day, you know, that sort of thing. Um, what's different about our game than other cyberpunk settings is we throw a lot of, <coughs> excuse me, we have a lot of things dealing with governments, corrupt governments, and, you know, 
uh, war. Uh, we deal with a lot of transhumanism issues. We have genetic hybrids, which are basically other animals spliced with human DNA. So you get some crazy sort of things going out there with like people with rhino DNA or bear DNA or tiger DNA. You know, it's, it's kind of a strange sort of fringe science, you know, sort of made real and, you know, it's our, it's our way to look at transhumanism. You also have, um, you can play robots, you can play cyborgs right from character creation. You can play simulacra, which are background humans. Uh, they're they, they're kind of like androids, but they're not. They're, they're human beings with a lifespan of about four years. They, uh, you know, they're man's attempt to create humanity in a, in a jar, basically. If that makes any sense. I'm sort of rambling, so feel free to rein me in. Uh, All right. So, I mean, how? I mean, what? What sort of uh, material did you draw for inspiration for uh, for Oh my gosh. Um, where to begin? Uh, well, obviously, we go with the big ones. You know, Neuromancer, Burning Chrome, uh, Blade Runner. Do robots dream of electric sheep? You know, those are the seminal cyberpunk things. And you just can't, you can't do cyberpunk without paying homage to them. But I'm also inspired by, you know, movies like iRobot or, you know, Battlestar Galactica. And that's kind of weird, but see, we have, we expand on our setting by letting you play in the solar system. So, you know, when I start thinking about space travel and how that would work nine, uh, what, 80 years from now in 2090, you know, it's more like that. You don't have, like, jump drives where, you know, like in Battlestar Galactica, they can jump all over the solar system or whatever. But, you know, it's more of a hard sci-fi feel, and that's something that I got from Battlestar Galactica. You also have elements that, you know, <clears throat> kind of feel like Firefly in terms of colonies on other moon, you know, on the moon or Mars or, you know, the outer moons around Jupiter and Saturn. These are all places that have been colonized and characters can go there in a relatively short amount of time. <coughs> um, most recently I've been I really I discovered Altered Carbon by Richard K. Morgan. I don't know if you've ever read that, but you know it, it's an amazing story about um, this man who can get re-sleeved into other bodies by having his consciousness, you know, digitized and sent all over the galaxy. It's a lot of cyberpunk, a lot of futuristic concepts about what you can do with the mind. Can you dub it and put it, you know, in like a flash drive and send it places? And very cyberpunk, very transhumanism. Um, you know, really cool stuff, I think. I've also been inspired by Almost Human. I don't know if you guys have been watching that TV show. <coughs> Excuse me. But it's pretty fun. You're gonna have to see that. Yeah, it's really fun. But, oh. So, 
So, is there, is there going to be like a, like a spaceship or a space travel uh, mechanic? Can, uh, um, clarify I can't hear you. Hello? Hello? I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, right now we've got, you know, we've been playing around with concepts about how long it takes and right now we have astrogation charts and I think the longest it would take, let's just use Mars from Earth to Mars as an example, I think it would take, I'd have to check back again, but I think it's about three weeks as opposed to right now they're estimating, but if you have the, you know, optimum time to get there if the, you know, if Mars and Earth are properly aligned, it would take about six months, but space travel, <coughs> wow, I'm coughing a lot, sorry. Space travel has gotten to the point where it would only take a few weeks. Yeah. So, we're doing our solar system source book, and you're going to be able to buy ships and go across the solar system and have adventures. You're going to be dealing with mega corporations as they expand out into space. You know, I'm reminded of the movie, movie Alien, how the corporation was always, you know, in control of everything everybody did, you know. And there were always everything that the people in the movie Aliens and, you know, they were essentially working for a corporation and to me that always felt kind of cyberpunk too you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah an element that translates <coughs> just about anything futuristic so then how, um, I mean, how can you give us an explanation of like how, how does one start playing uh, interface dealer? Um, do you mean how do they read the book? I'm not sure I understand the question. In what terms? Like, I mean, because, I mean, this is, a, this is a new game system, correct? It's, it's not just... No, it's not a new game system. It's, it's... Have you ever heard of the Savage Worlds game system? Yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Interface Zero is a licensed setting based on the Savage Worlds game system. So, to play it, you'll need the core... Savage World book, but that's like $10 for the PDF. It's very cheap. And it's a very easy set of rules to understand. You could probably get... You could start playing a character in about 15 minutes. What Interface Zero offers <coughs> is more rules on hacking, new character creation concepts like new races, like I mentioned, uh, cyborg, androids, things like that. Um, but really, you know, it's very simple. If you have Interface Zero 2.0 and you have the Savage Worlds game system, you can play this game. That's all you need. That's all you need. And some <laughs> dice to print. Okay, so then how, where can, we, uh, where can uh, players new and seasoned find, uh, you know, find your new, find this new? Right now, we're selling in PDF at DriveThruRPG, and you can get the Savage Worlds game system either on DriveThruRPG or you can get it um, 
at Pinnacle Entertainment's website. Gun Metal Games, my website, we don't have a store up yet. I'm having some problems with the store, but soon I want to get a online store where you can get all my PDFs. I'm getting ready to put the book in print, but um, this was also a Kickstarter last year, so I want to send print books to my backers before I, I make the print book available in print. Okay. To, you know, but, yeah. Okay, so, those, so those of us who were not uh, weren't entirely in the loop to begin with, are, uh, we have to look a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit longer. Um, not too much. The print run that we're doing, we're going to be doing about fifteen hundred to two thousand copies, and part of that is going to go right to stores. So okay. once we send out the books to backers. Um, you should start seeing the book in stores just a little bit longer after that, not much longer. And eventually I'll have it available hot so you can get it on Drive Through RPG as well. Alright, so uh, I have to wonder though, is this, I mean, this sounds like your first foray into, into crafting your own game setting, is that true? Well, actually, Interface Zero has been around since 2007. Um, it, it was first in the True 20 game system. We did a variant for um, the D20 system as well, but I really found the home for Interface Zero for Savage Worlds back in 2010. Since then, I've done other things like Totems of the Dead, which is sort of a Native American sword and sorcery setting. Um, it's pretty fun. Um, but So this isn't my first time around the block in terms of creating a full-blown setting, if that's what you were getting at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. I don't know what's wrong. Sorry. So then how, um, how would you compare then uh, uh, systems such as Savage World to perhaps some of the more um, commonly known titles such as like Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Riz, uh, Hero, and Pathfinder. Uh, Very rule of light. Uh, I want to emphasize that. I can't emphasize that enough. Um, very, very rule of light. You basically, you know, everything's designed to just a few skill rolls, even combat. There's not a lot going on where you have to worry about all these different modifiers and, you know, what happens if you get someone in a dazed condition or, you know, all these hit points. Um, Savage World has has what's known as wounds. Characters can take three wounds, and once they reach the third wound, they become incapacitated uh, and bleeding out, and then interesting things start to happen. But... You know, it's very it's very streamlined. It's easy to understand. You know, um, and it's it's really designed for the game master and player who don't have a lot of time to learn a ton of rules before they want to start playing. Um, the ethos behind Savage Worlds is fast, furious, and fun. Um, and that's cross-genre. You can play fantasy with it. You can play pulp with it. You can play science fiction with it. Um, obviously, you can play cyberpunk. Um, you can do anything with it. Um, Savage World is supported 
buy a number of products. They have fantasy products. They have licensees doing post-apocalyptic stuff. You know, I'm just one one flavor out of all 32 flavors. If that so, makes so how would you uh, how would you describe this mechanic to uh, people who, who haven't played the Savage World or haven't played the With uh, I couldn't quite hear you. Describe the mechanic. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. How would you describe the mechanic of Savage World to people who haven't played the well, it's very it's a skill based system in some ways. Um, I mean, you have five attributes: you have strength, agility, smarts. Uh, willpower. I'm, I'm missing something. Oh wow, that bad bad day. Um, strength, agility, smarts, vigor, uh, and spirit. Those are your five basic stats, and um, they're based on die types from D4 to D6, D8, D10, D10, and D12, and that represents, you know, D4 is obviously the lowest when D12 is the highest, and um, you roll various checks based on, you know, with the die type. I'm so bad at describing, you know, teaching people how to play a game. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but basically, it's just a basic check against a target number of four. If you fail, if you roll below four, you fail. If you blow, roll above it, you succeed. If you roll, if you score more than four points higher, you get a raise. And which that means you can keep on rolling. So you get increasingly better, you know, results. Like, say, if I got one success trying to open a door, I'd open it. Um, if I got a success with a raise, I opened it so quietly the people on the other side don't realize it's open. Does that make sense? Yeah, that actually sounds like a really good, really easy It is. Alright. Alright. Hello, can you hear us? I barely hear you. There's a lot of background noise. It's hard yeah, to tell. Yeah, the internet connection here, unfortunately, is a little spotty. So many people are logged on to the same internet right now. So, yeah, so unfortunately, we are struggling. It's all good. It's all good. I'm I'm just trying to keep up with you guys, you know. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. So then, um, where do you see then uh, now that I mean now that your your Kickstarter is is finished and funded, right? It's funded. Okay. Um, yeah, I got funded back in March of 2013. Okay. Yeah. We'll do the show to the show to the final page. Oh, okay. So totally fun. Did very well. <laughs> yeah, we did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did remarkably well. Excellent. So I'm kind of curious then. So what's going to be the next phase of of, of Interface Zero? Where do you see the next uh, the next line going after your, your, your Star Wars? 
hardship, and you see like more expansion into the entrenched human element and like Jesus like that. I'm going to ask you to repeat that. I didn't hear you. Well, where do you see the next step or next evolution of Interface Zero? Now that you're funded, you're nice to look, you're just about well, right now, like I said, we're getting ready to put everything into print uh, and start sending those files off to backers, uh, sending the books to backers. Uh, but things are ongoing. Right now, I've been working on the introductory adventure that all the backers get. I have development going on for a few of the source books. Uh, novels are being written. Um, all my adventures are in actually I just they're in various stages after that some need art um, some need a, an edit and, but once I get those out you know I get them to backers after all the source books are done I don't expect those to be fully finished until the beginning of 2015 actually um, there's a lot of work still to be done uh, but the basic process is finish the book get the backers their copies, and then put it on sale. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I didn't hear you. Sorry, I still couldn't hear you. You asked me when I did the Kickstarter, mumble, mumble, mumble. No, I. It went beyond my wildest dreams, to be honest with you. You know, I I wasn't sure if I was going to get my initial funding, but it actually funded in eight hours. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it, it was pretty. I just feel so blessed to have you know that many people who are really interested in seeing this come out, and I hope I did them justice. You know, I hope they really like what we did with the core book, and I hope they continue to like what we keep on doing. All right. Well, before we uh, before we continue on, I'm gonna hurry and pay the bills. So uh, we're talking with uh, David from Gun Metal Games.
our spots for I'm going to let that was good there? Okay, cool. Yeah. Alright, so then, hey, where, uh, what sort of retail can we start expecting to see, uh, to see Interface Zero and all of its following stuff? Where can we expect to see those show up? You know what? i got to ask you to repeat that. Sorry. Okay. So, when, uh, so once you have them, once you have your books available for sale from the general public, where can we expect to start seeing them? Okay, thanks. Um, well, Obviously, our main outlet for distributing distribution distribution of PDF products is Drive Through RPG or RPG Now. There's going to be pod uh, print-on-demand options at Drive Through RPG and RPG Now. But as far as distribution goes, we're going to try and go into full distribution with all our products, so you'd be able to get them in stores. You know. Um, in fact, there's still copies of the first edition of Interface Zero out there someplace. I know that I, I actually heard from one fan that he just saw a copy in the store the other day. So I know there's copies floating around there. Uh, exactly when they'll come out, it's still up in the air. You know, production schedule, you know, I don't go to a tight production schedule because I just like to make sure everything's perfect before I put it out, you know what I mean? Well, as close to perfect as I can get it. So then with that being said, then, I mean, the final product, I mean, artwork and all, are you, I mean, would you say that everything came to fruition as you wanted it, like, all the way, or there were certain compromises that you had to make? I didn't compromise with this book. Um, everything is the way it is. Well, okay, in compromising, you know, it's kind of touch and go as far as content, not the art. I didn't compromise on the art, but when you're doing a 300-page book, you got to, some things have to be cut, and unfortunately, a lot, we had, we had, I swear, we had like 270 pages of world content. We had to find ways to trim that down, so... Um, you know, some stuff got left on the cutting room floor. I think we, um, I think we stayed true to the game, though, by keeping, you know, the really pertinent stuff in there. Um, keep in mind, it's not just a rule set. It's a fully realized setting. Um, there's probably 160 pages right around there of just world information that players can, you know, you know, even if they want to mine it for other games, they can do that. Um, it's very much a very uh, complete setting. Yeah, it's essential for, for pretty much any game you need as much information as possible. So, is there, uh, on that point then, what, is there a particular point that you like the most over everything else? Um, I personally, you know, I'd be bi I'm biased, but I like the hacking rules. Uh, I think I think what we do with hacking is in other cyberpunk games, you know, you kind of get this situation where players, there are the players, and then there's the hacker doing the hacker's thing, and the, the rest of the gaming group's waiting on the hacker. It's like a mini game, and it kind of separates the hacker from the group. But in our game, we try and keep the hacker with the group, and we do this by allowing the hacker to basically hack everything around him. 
So hacking becomes kind of real, real time hacking instead of just you know using the old tropes where hackers going into virtual reality all by himself. Um, I think I think it adds another dynamic. For example, in the game, a hacker could fear a hacker could hack someone's gun and you know eject the clip or turn on the safety. Uh, a hacker could hack a street sign and you know change the lights. A hacker could hack another car and drive it into a wall or something like that. You know, very much dynamic concept that. Gives well, gives the reason hacker a reason to stay with the group because he can add, you know, he can provide a different role beyond just searching for information. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Right. Yeah, that's precisely what we want, you know. And I think that's important because I don't want the game to take a pause while one person does one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, being able to keep everyone together and actively achieving the goal. Yes. Yes. And we don't want to get... I don't want to say that I didn't write detailed rules, but the core idea behind it is just basically make a skill roll, add any modifiers, either you do it or you don't, and move on. You know, it's, you don't have to have a computer science degree to understand this. Um, it's very much for anybody who ever thought they might want to play a hacker. But, you know, beyond just hacking, there's ways you can there's other things you can do. You know, you can control drones. Um, you can be that street samurai type of character who's got all this cyberware, and you know, you know, those are some common tropes that we don't ignore. And you can do those things in Interface Zero if you want. Okay, so then, uh, you want to one final question for me is I'm just sort of wondering if. Um, if, a, if somebody new to the RPG experience were to to pick this to pick up your book or see this as an RPG, what what would what do, what would you say that this one apart from all the others? Say again. If if, if a player, someone new to the RPG experience, or someone searching for just a new game to try, what would you say would be the one thing that will all like to convince this player to come to uh, interface zero over something else. Well, um, good question. Actually, you know, I never really summed that up into one um, one little answer. I'd say, you know, if you want a, a really simple way to play games that reflect movies like Blade Runner or you know, iRobot, or, you know, wow, um, almost human, if you want, if you want a sci-fi setting where you can, you know, wear cyberware, and, you know, uh, do things like that, you want to play Interface Zero, because it's not a hard game, 
it's very simple and easy to work uh, play. It's got an elegant rule system, but you can do a lot of things with it. Uh, that's pretty much what I'd say. Right now, I'm not planning any Kickstarters. I mean, I got a few ideas, but I'm not going to actually talk about them right now because, well, there's still a lot to do in terms of what we're going to do with Interface Zero, but um, I'm not opposed to doing more Kickstarters in the future. I'm, you know, it's just something I have to give a lot of thought before I do one again. What's something that you would do differently in your next Kickstarter um, I wish I would have known how many people were going to do this in the first place. <laughs> uh, that was pretty wild. You know, I was pretty nervous. I lost a lot of sleep. But what would I actually do differently? Um, I'd probably strip it down a little bit. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said for not as much things. Um, a lot of people have problems figuring out what they should pledge and what they were going to get with their pledge. So I think I had too much complexity in the Kickstarter. If I were to recommend Kickstarter to anybody else, I'd say keep your Kickstarter pretty simple. Uh, do your work ahead of time. Make sure you develop a fan base or at least an uh, a network of people who are interested. Um, do a lot of pre-advertising. Don't don't just go into it cold and expect people to come to you. You got to really work for it. Um, but obviously the benefits are, you know, there's really no limit to how well you can do if you just do a little bit of planning. All right, and my last question is, what is your dream? Goal. Like, if, you're, if your Kickstarter goes, like, billion dollars over, what would, what would you want to do that you could do with that? If I had a stretch goal for, like, you know, wow, my ultimate stretch goal would be able to go to every single backer's home and deliver everything personally to them and do, you know, an RPG with them, you know, just hang out and have a good time and meet the people personally, you know, uh, because the people are most important, you know, it's, it's, you know, my game is great, it's fun, and everybody should check it out because it's cool. If you want the cyberpunk experience, yeah, great, but... The Kickstarter was about the people. It wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the people. Uh, you know, and I love talking to them on Kickstarter, but, you know, I'd like to hang out with every single one of them. Just, you know, chat, you know what I mean? So that would be my stretch goal. Well, there you go, Internet. If you want to play with the creator of, it sounds like, really, uh, at least the writer of a, uh, the, the expansion, to what sounds like a really fun cyberpunk game. Donate. Get your friends to donate to, to, to his next Kickstarter. Yeah. I come to your house. I would think. Awesome. And chill and play. <laughs> I will eat your potato chips. <laughs>
you guys are awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so, are, are you uh, are you going to be doing any more promotional work? Are we uh, we expect to see perhaps like some, some pre-release material or something for uh, one of the other games, uh, for like one of the gaming conventions this year, or You know what, I don't know what my schedule is like right now because, like I said, I'm, I'm doing a lot of work and, you know, when I start thinking about, well, you know, where should I go promote, should I go to cons, should I do this, you know, I always got something in the back of my head saying, you know, you know, you need to work on this, you know, you don't, don't go crazy, go other places, you know. Sometimes I need a break, but right now I need to get everything done, so I'm not making any plans right now, unfortunately. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to hearing about any future future events you like to advance. Thanks a lot, guys, for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, All right. Sorry. It, 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 it kind of, yeah, it kind of went off. Oh. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, David, for being on with us. Come with me. If you're wondering, it's not Batman. No, nor is it the movie trailer. I have learned I'm Christian. No, it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the mic down there. This is the core. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's actually lying about the laryngitis. I actually karate chopped him in the neck earlier, but he didn't get any of the damn off. Now, I'm trying to hear your voice. Awesome. Yeah, that's better. Alright, now, 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 Oh, yeah. Oh. The inflection of the pause and the inflection of that. You almost have to have him say Kickstarter, so now it's supposed to be moving the game stores after. Yeah, yeah once he gets all the backers, yeah. he gets looks for all the backers. Yeah. 
So, you know, look for it in your, your local game store coming soon. So, for those of you that have never played Cyberpunk, here's an opportunity to play a really good game. And then for those of you that have, hey, maybe this is a, a new twist to that, that old game that you used to play. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. 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 It's about time, yeah. It's about time for uh, Joe and I to uh, depart. So... Uh, so I already gave now, you now why are you now why are you leaving? Uh, we are going to panel about what is the point? Yes, what is the point? Well, we will find out here. Answers the question has been asked. Answers will be given. That's true. So if you're not down here in LP and me in trouble, Utah, well, um, yeah, I don't think they're allowing recording this in there, so, uh, yeah, so unfortunately, well, we'll, we'll give you, like, a recap, I think, once, uh, next week or something, maybe we'll, we'll be there. Yeah? Oh. Yeah, I'll be there that long. I'll just, I'll just make, I'll just make sure to karate chop you in the next one. Hey, yeah! <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm looking this up. I want to see who's on this. Um, so Robert Defendi is moderator. Okay. He's been on a kind of. You also be a goon, guy named Joe. Brett T M Peterson. Brett Peterson's on this. Huh? Yeah. All right, we'll find out. Uh, David Whitaker and Dan Willis. All right. So pretty much you get you guys, Dan Willis, are going to be the experts. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who this David Whitaker is, but nothing against Brett, but he's already said I'm not in the same league as you. So. so um, so real quickly, I wanted to show you before we roll out here. So uh, the other night for uh, my birthday, since we already celebrated my birthday Yay! earlier, uh, earlier today. So thank you, thank you. Um, so uh, we went to go see uh, my wife and I went to go see Robocop. Yeah, how was it? So, you know, surprisingly really good. Good. You know, I like I was expecting at least okay. Yeah. But that's about it. Like I just thought it was just gonna be like okay, whatever. By the time the movie is over, I'm like the only real flaw I found in the movie was like it was the pacing. The pacing made it seem a little bit longer than it actually was. Okay. Just shy of two hours. Yeah. But like when I'm like, wow, that you know the action was good. I was like worried that the 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 PG-13 was gonna be toned down action. Oh no. Uh uh. Well, no sad thing is, Lego Movie still out there. Yeah, I know. Beat the crap out of them. Yeah, I can't believe beat the crap out of them. Everything. I don't understand why. Um, it's Will Arnett as Batman. Oh, yeah. It's like a great Batman. No, no. It's awesome. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) I totally want to go see it. Yeah. Will Arnett makes a more believable Batman than Well, true. But the thing that I really like with the Batman character, uh, at least on the Lego movie, Especially when you see, like, in the trailer, where he's, like, hooking every batarang he can and misses the game. And finally gets that... Yeah, it's like, there's this giant pile of batarangs. But I just love how they're going over the top of the characters. Yeah. But that, that's good to hear on the mobile track. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so the it's only a, issue is the pacing. Yeah, that was it. That was it. I mean, the script writing was great. And just the right little sprinkling of homage. There's no sprinkling. Just a little sprinkle of the homage. And, like, the action I thought was just fantastic. Yeah. Was well, well shot in here. Yeah. No. 
Okay. Okay. There wasn't much need for that. No, there was a lot of people getting shot, though. I will say that. Okay. that yeah. That did happen. Oh, no, that was shot. So it wasn't as embarrassing. So it wasn't as embarrassing as when the uh, news reporter called uh, Samuel L. Jackson when he was first. No, not that bad. Okay. Not that bad. But man, man I just had to get Samuel that off my chest. L. Jackson gave that guy a tongue lash. Oh, yeah. It was yep, awesome. Yep, and the way it should have been yeah. too. Yes. Well deserved. All right. You feel Jackson? For anyone, I don't even unless you're like a huge raging. You you need to see. The, the YouTube video of it, it is amazing how, how uh, Samuel Jackson just goes off on his turn. I would go off on his turn. I wouldn't blame him. So, so alright, we got, so, right. we're going to play a couple songs, we will be back. That's right, so, uh, because I, will not. Yeah, so because we won't be seeing you for the rest of the night, good night, well, Provo, yeah, good night, Provo, good night, world, and as always, please, get more from the game. I'll be back. It doesn't matter. We'll be back. If you come in contact with the infected, think of the immediate medical attention. Yeah.
For those of you that were listening just a few minutes ago, we lost Joe, and the guy had to look him. And the intern has Yeah, she sounds like a movie. So, um, yeah, now the rest of the show is going to be the rest of the show. Oh. So, I, I, there are some people scheduled to show up, up here, but they haven't appeared yet. So, I don't know. What, let me see. I don't know. All of us, I guess. You and I. Uh, let's see what we got for Geek News. I don't even know if we can even talk about Geek News. <laughs> and you're dying back then. Alright. Nice. So, the, uh, the full cast of Sharknado 2 has been revealed, and production starts next week, which is going to be crazy. Um, let's see, who, who do we got in the cast? So we got, uh, so the sequel will include again, uh, uh, Ian Ziering, Tara Reid, Vivica A. Fox, Mark McGrath, Kelly Osborne, Andy Dick, Judah Friedlander, and uh, Judd Hirsch. Uh, yeah. So, the, yay for them. The first one was uh, Campy. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not really watching it that far. Yeah. So, a sequel, it's doubtfully going to be harder. 
Yeah, I don't know. That may have Andy Dick in it. There's no way I'm watching that. Yeah. yeah. Not watch no, he's not that funny. Especially ever since Moose Radio, like once he was off of that. Even on there, I kind of didn't want to watch him. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Chris Pratt and Danny McBride are up for roles in the Night in Night Rider movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which one's gonna play kid? Uh, good question. So we'll have to see. Uh, to be honest, I don't think any of them. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, they need to have a nice uh, British like that. Yeah. So I just yeah I don't know. But um, oh okay. So it looks like Mc, Danny McBride. So for those of you that don't know who he is, he uh, does down and out. Uh, he, it looks like he is being groomed for the voice of King. He's gonna sound a little bit like. Uh, and Chris Pratt is going to play Michael Jackson. Huh. Yeah. Unless Mr. Belvedere wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Probably. I would. And for those of you that are fans of the the Wonder Years, it is finally coming to DVD and Blu-ray. It's only been how long? I don't know. There's quite a few things that haven't made it. Yeah. He's got plenty of mics everywhere. That's true. Well, there's mics right there. I'll just plug them in. Yeah. Let's see. And out. And in. Alright. Yes. Julita Clegg's going to grab a chair here. And yeah. But if you... But you can sit in front of it so that you don't have to stare off into space when answering your questions. Although you can. You can if you want to. Yes. Alright, I'm over here. Okie dokie. Microphone. Here. Um, there you go, use the pink one. Pink. Pink. Pink girl. That's Joe's. And Joe's. Oh, it's, it's, it's off. Nope, I'm off too. How are you off? I'm off. Did you just like break something? Well, every this is obviously working. What did you break? Is there is the power on on that? But, hey, there we go. I hear things now. But, uh, what are you doing? I heard things and then I didn't hear things. Oh, you unplugged them. Well, there you go. I That's obviously tangling. Oh, well, good for you. We didn't need to hear each other anyway. Right no, no, no. Yeah, so there's so much noise in the background, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got nice. any other news that we're gonna add in there? Um, 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 not really. We can talk. Well, maybe. House of Cards 2 comes out tomorrow. Huh. Any of those that are interested? I couldn't get into it, personally. Um, Could you do it? I've never watched it. That's, right, That's okay. No, we did watch The Cruise on Netflix. It was surprisingly entertaining. I like The Cruise. I was surprised. I, I, went, to, I went in, because we went inside the theater, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be, I get to take a nap when my kids watch the show. 
Yeah. It was actually being a really good show. I was entertained. Like a stupid kids cartoon. Yeah. The, the yeah. old recycled family drama story. Yeah. No, it was a lot more. Yeah. It, it turned into a really, really good movie. I love the pets. Yes. Especially when he fell out of the tree. Bum, Oh, the dog? They can't yeah. kill the dog. He's got a name. Yeah. The dog. It's like crazy. No, it's not even that. Yeah, it is. Something like that. Yeah. All I did, yeah. I thought, I'm just sitting there. They're pointing at a tree. I'm like, what the heck? And the dog just rolls off. Like, did they just really do that? Yeah. We were laughing. I know. So was I. Wait a minute. Did he die? can't Yeah. I was like, did they just really do that? <laughs> and then you well, never see great. him come back. Yeah, you do at the end. Well, yeah, at the very end. Yeah. 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 The trailer made it look good. Yeah. It's like, oh. But hey, it's like a Netflix That's all we have now. We got rid of cable. Yeah, we did. We don't watch normal TV. We just watch Netflix. We watch Netflix and YouTube. Huh? Normal TV. Um, anything that's not on cable? Yeah. So, like, your basic channels? So, I watch it. You could watch because that has shows that Netflix does not. Oh, okay. Pretty good stuff on it. Is that free? T? But you get it with your, your Prime account, with Amazon. Yeah, I don't want Amazon. Free shipping on the millions of things you learn You have Amazon Prime? I did a student of a free. So you don't know? Oh, I still do this year. This is probably last year I'm paying for it until I get the money again. Oh, okay. Very nice. So now that everyone's heard us chat about Amazon Prime. It's pretty awesome. Amazon's pretty awesome too. If you want to buy stuff, go to Art Millington and College Radio and buy stuff. See, that's where I was going. Yeah, go. Go for it. Oh, you work for it. You have the voice. Do it. <laughs> it is time to post it to callersradio.com and click on the Amazon link. <laughs> there you go. And you don't have to pay anything extra. There we go. We've done our day. Due diligence. We're happy. Yep, there's a commercial break with the movie voice. So how have things been? I've noticed since the last time we've had you on, you have three new books. It looks like. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah. You're busy. And you're going to school, and working, and being mom. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how I do it. Someday. Are you like living in a time warp bubble? Have no, a TARDIS I in your back she room? I don't know what sleep is for the past three years. Well, unless she's got like a TARDIS where she's going back on her own time. I didn't tell you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That would be cool though. Let's get a DeLorean. You know what things we could do? Get yeah. a DeLorean. It makes flyers. Okay. I mean, the TARDIS is awesome here. But the DeLorean makes flyers. That is true. So there you go. True. Well, only one iteration. They had to destroy it. What? The TARDIS? It's constantly changing. I decided that Oscar the Grouch's garbage can is another target. It is. It technically yeah, is. He does. Well, they actually had... They had one, uh, I think it was a few 
uh, Sesame Street, where they actually go inside and it's huge. I remember them when I was a kid. I don't know if they showed them again. Because they involved uh, Big Bird, who's not on there anymore. So Why is Big Bird not on Sesame Street? Is he retired? Is he just don't show him very often? He retired? Yeah. How does Big Bird retire? Kermit hasn't retired. How does Big Bird get lucky enough to retire? Well, Kermit's not really on there very much anymore because they are separate. So they only do reruns of Kermit. Okay. Yeah. Nightmare on Elmo. But uh, Elmo's not the uh, popular one anymore. It's Murray. Who's Murray? Murray the monster. Who's Murray the monster? I only know this because he's the popular one, and so he gets to be on with uh, Ben or uh, Benedict Cumberbatch on, the, on Benedict Cumberbatch's CBS. Who the heck is Murray the monster? That that makes no sense to me. Well, there you go. Well, you know what I found interesting was I was watching a documentary on Sesame Street Forever Ago. I was really bored. No, but they did. Well, the uh, Elmo was actually like first on there like I don't know in the early 90s. He was just a side character. And once uh, Big Bird decided... He seriously just looks like Elmo grown up. Yeah. With, with yellow hair. I, I don't know. But, uh... Yeah. What the heck? Now Google Love and Boo. Go to YouTube and search for Love and Boo. This is my kid's latest fascination. They will watch these things for hours. We like cheeseburgers. See, I watch board short TV all the time. They make me okay. get history. So I'm guessing Boots is Boots is a groundhog? Or something? That's Fafa. Love and Boots have nothing to do with what the show is actually about. Fafa is a little groundhog type thing. Okay. Yeah, he likes Abba. Good for him. And when he figures out time travel and starts getting all of his other cells travel at the same time, there's like hundreds of them, they have a big abbot scene. Wow. They have a gremlins blog. Apparently <laughs> Gizmo was there. Oh, that, that episode is absolutely hilarious. Oh my gosh. They get a gremlin for Christmas. Awesome. And they totally break every single rule. Every rule for it. absolutely hilarious. Nice. Go get a bit. Oh, they give him a bath. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. Four more to go. Besides all your side books, too. Wow. Well, most of those were just collecting yeah, stories. Yeah, stories and then. So, what are you going to do when all 11 books are done? Finish your degree and go to Disneyland. You got the right answer. At least that's the way it was. I wish. 
fit. It's been 19 years since I've been to Disneyland. I was 14 when I was 17. So a little bit longer. It's almost been two decades. Disneyland has been more than two decades. It's, uh, I, I'm counting how many years it's been. Actually, no, it's almost been two decades. It's been 19 years. My childhood was a year old when we were at Disneyland last and now almost 17. Yeah? It's been a while. Yeah. When I went to Toontown with Dean Bell. And now it's expensive. We were just talking to uh, and Captain Michael Brent. And it's like $146 for a day pass. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm not going to Disneyland. I'll go to the beach, somewhere where nobody else goes. If I'm going to spend 140 per person, I might as well do Disney first. Yeah. It's a boat. Yeah, on in the water. Caribbean. Yeah. Okay. I like water. I do too. Warm. But see, it's the boat. How does that clean of water? Okay, well that water is clean. That would be clean. That would be awesome. Can I join? Well, wait a minute. It depends on the type of pirates we're talking about. We're talking about the pirates from like... Not the treasure island. Tim Curry. If Tim Curry is on the boat, you know I'd be happy. You're finding out? Oh yeah. Tim Curry and Jack Sparrow are the tour guides. I, I would so it doesn't even have to have more than Tim Curry. Just say Tim Curry's on the boat and I'd be there. The guy's he's he a little out of shape now. He's the yeah. Yeah. He's kind of gotten the way of William Shatner. Without the ego. Yes, without the ego. Yeah. Which is too bad. This is funny because there's a radio show I listen to in the morning for music. Yes. And the guy that does the narration on there sounds like William Shatner. Has a lot of the same inflection. Like William Shatner. Oh, I, I couldn't stand the original Star Trek because of that. I like the new one. He didn't have yeah. Uh, he didn't have the uh, the pauses. Yeah. So he didn't go and say everything like this. No, he actually has a lot of other things. Yeah, it made no sense. Everyone talked normal except for Kurt. And he always had to do those pauses in his speech. You know who the real enemy was. Yeah. What do you mean, what? The Gaul? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mashing Universe. No, that's okay. <laughs> that works. Might as well do it. a lot about Kurt. You still have a question why you said what? Who the alien was? <laughs> yeah? He's still alive. Hmm. I don't know. I have, I have an issue with Star, Stargate, too. So. I like Stargate. I don't Colonel like... Colonel O'Neill. Colonel O'Neill is not the same as Colonel O'Neill in the movie. He's not yeah, supposed no, to be. He's but he's, he's supposed, supposed to be the same. Yeah, they're not supposed yeah. to be the same. They are. No, they're not. Even to explain that in the first episode, that they're not they're the same character, but they're not supposed to be the same. Uh, mannerisms and everything. Oh, I must have missed that in the first one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It... Because they go, you have seen different in the first episode. Okay. Yeah. Alright. So, but, uh, SD1 was definitely the best. I don't know, I like... I and then it went downhill. 
downhill from there. The Stargate Universe was pretty good. Oh, I hated Universe. No, it was kind of. It was basically sex on a ship. I didn't watch that part. That was most of every episode. You must have skipped like 90% of the show. No. As soon as the opening credits were over, he fell asleep. And woke up at the end credits. No. So he was like, this was an awesome show. I liked it. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, it was, there was a lot, there was a lot of political, and there was that whiny factor. Way factors. too much whiny. Yeah. Why do I want to go home? It's like, grow up. And you're on the edge of the universe. Accept it. The one thing that didn't make sense to me was the rock, the stones. No, yeah, that didn't make sense either. So they could go home and mess with their neighbors. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, that I did do that. The ship was awesome. But I did like Atlantis. Yeah, I did Atlantis, like I liked Atlantis. Yeah. I'm just saying it wasn't as good as SG-1. It was still good. And I mean, Universe was just crap. SG-1 was those weird Lego crab things where I just kind of said, okay, I'm done. The little the robot. Yes, the replicators. Yeah, the replicators. And then they turned into Battlestar Galactica robots at some point. Yeah. That was just bizarre. Okay. Well, then they also crossed and it over with uh, Farscape. Oh, Ben Browder. Yeah. We've been rewatching Farscape. Yeah, that was that was that was also weird. Well, for me I did like the episode where they were looking like the, yeah. the Farscape characters. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Because you had Ben Browder come back and then Claudia. Uh huh. Black was on there, and it's just like, okay, I'm... So, like, yeah, the last three, four seasons are not very good. Yeah. Everything before that. Well, and Farscape kind of went down, too. Well, that's because they kept losing funny, and we're trying to go, hey, let's keep going I anyway. I know. It, yeah. That was a really good series. I really enjoyed it. After watching it, like, the second time, I was like, uh, you know, I can't handle this American guy on here. He's just a whiner. He's always angry, and he pretends not to be angry at times when he sounds angry. <coughs> it just annoys me. Wouldn't you be angry if you were stuck on the other side of the universe? Let's get over and it. And had to deal with these weird aliens? Let's get over you it. get over it? I okay. Come on. Especially if one's hunting you down because he wants your brain? Yeah, that's because he wants to know where people take them. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Scorpius? Yeah, Scorpius, yeah. Very much so yeah. Jiminy Cricket. In Every time I see him though, you know, I keep expecting him to start singing. But probably more like I can't sing today. upon a star. No, you're too deep for him. I don't know. Yeah, you're well, you're more like Dargo. Yeah. And That's okay. Then we got Mrs. Vaughn. She was a plant. She was cold. I liked her, and she was, it was okay when she left. <laughs> I wasn't really like She was a Bond girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. They had way too much fun with Rigel. Oh my gosh, Rigel was so beat up the puppet night. <laughs> Let alone when he passes gas at helium. Oh yeah. My favorite was Pilot. Who is my favorite? Pilot. Pilot. Yeah. Then there was the whole clone Crichton saga. I went on for a season and a half, a mini series. Well, no, where there was two Crichtons going. One was on Moya, one was on Talon. Yeah. And they ended up with two Crichtons in the universe for some yeah. bizarre reason that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't remember, but that's okay. Yeah, well, that's pretty much And then he dies of radiation poisoning. Everything goes back to normal. They go and back to the long time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. It was cheesy. I don't know. It's still fun to watch. The new Star Trek movie kind of bugged me with how it was almost a Wrath of Khan replay. They toned down on the rent lunch place a lot. I heard they just now boosted all the straight plot holes though. Um even bigger, more epic But pretty much it's Rathacon slept. I like I it. mean almost We did watch the original yeah. Rathacon again recently. Yeah. Ricardo Montalban? Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely not the Benedict Cumberbatch is definitely not Ricardo Montalban. No, I like the movie. I didn't care. He's waiting for the little short guy to come out. He's playing. Good. Wasn't that Chekhov? Wasn't that Chekhov? Did I just show off my age there? I watched Fantasy Island. I know what you're talking about. I watched it in prime time when it wasn't three months. Yep. Good stuff. I do. Yeah, my, my my family liked it. So. Well, it didn't matter if my family did. I didn't watch cartoons, anything but cartoons, until I was like 12. So I wouldn't allow myself to watch it because it was live. Action. Yeah, the other day at work, I recited part of the Love Boat theme song. And people, well, no, like not the, the the chorus, like the other stuff. And people were like, what is that from? I'm like, you're kidding me, right? Love Boat. Um, what? Yeah. Well, they even had a remake on a remake series that was done in like the late 90s. Yeah, they did. I know. Yeah. They also did a remake of Fantasy Island. That didn't yeah, go very well. Most remakes of those, it's like Knight Rider. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the day they, they do a remake of like Miami Vice, which is going to horribly fail. Yeah. yeah. Or if they do a remake of. Uh, Anyway, um, they do a remake of uh, Viper. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah. I wanted the car. I didn't care about the show. It was kind of lame. What about uh, Thunder Paradise? Yeah. With Hulk Hogan and his armored transforming boat. The only thing that I liked Hulk Hogan in was Thunder uh, Panda. Yeah. Oh, you guys never talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you mentioned you, you've downgraded in kids. So you've gone down. Yeah, I only have four. So, so you have four out. You have some more, more breathing room. Sort of. Sort of. Well, now that they're going to teenagers, it's like just filling in the gap. Oh, I've got three teenagers in the house right now. Just to get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Off to college. Nice. Yeah. Two older girls are both married now. I have a grandson. Wow. So, so, how far away is college for that? There is no college, so hour and a half drive. So close enough, but not too far, but yeah. not close enough to their home every weekend. Yep, no. Yeah. Only one of them has a driver's license. He doesn't like making the drive, so they only come here for a while. Okay. So it pretty much is like they've left. They're, they're gone. Wow. Although, they'll be back home next summer. One of them gets married. Oh, there you go. And yeah, we don't expect him back home after he gets married. It's like, no, we're on your own now. I, I hope not. Don't live on your own. You don't want to go. Bye bye. You got to screw up on your own. You screw up and then move in with us. <laughs> we have an RV if you're desperate. <laughs>
I kept the fridge box. <laughs> it's still not fun to live in. No, it's awfully small out there. Yeah. You could always say, hey, uh, we kept our fridge box that you know, the box came in, so... That's mean. <laughs> one of my kids, she wanted her own room so badly at one point, and we're like, we're in a four-bedroom house with eight kids. There's uh-huh. just no way. Yeah. So we told her, well, we'll buy you the extra-large dog igloo and put, you know, one of those watering troughs for horses out there for your bathtub, and you can have your own room in the backyard. Uh, this is in January. She did not appreciate the joke. <laughs> That could have worked. You get the heavy door. You get a little electric heater. Yeah, it could work. Yeah. Yeah, we have to you know, let her sleep out there with her dog. I wouldn't do it with the dog. It would be a smelly. Well, she has a shirt with chickens. Yeah. Chickens? We adopted chickens. Nice. It's rather entertaining. Yeah? Okay. They're funny animals. Yes, they are. I'm actually very curious about what velociraptors really were like. Well, we may find out. There's people trying to reverse engineer them from chickens. Yeah, I've So far, they've actually done some things, being able to get them to actually form a lizard like this. That's a little frightening. All I can say is this. Who was stupid enough to do this? To, to create a dinosaur that wants to eat you. Granted, a velociraptor isn't that large. They he want to, you know. But they will eat us. They want to make their own uh, Jurassic Park. Did they not learn anything from the movie? Or the book. They will <laughs> eat us. Oh, we'll be careful. Right now, I mean, right now we are on the top of the food chain. You make that happen, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not on the top of the food chain. Sharks are. Well, especially with tornadoes. I haven't Sharknado. <laughs> I haven't seen any Yetis lately, so we're good. And I'm not in the ocean all day long, so sharks are not a problem. No, sharks and tornadoes. You can't escape. <laughs> I just go inside. You know, my kids started this whole thing going where they're they're figuring out ways to genetically cross sharks with things that should not be genetically crossed with. Mm-hmm. Sharkano was my favorite. What is a sharkano? It's a giant volcano that spews out molten lava sharks <laughs> that destroy people who are hurting the environment. <laughs> it's our answer to Sharknado. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how this would work. <laughs> well, it'd still be better than Birdemic. Shark turtle. Um, wow. Giant lumps of shark that orbit the sun between Mars and Jersey. Okay. That's a giant shark. Still better than bird demi. Okay. Anything you're coming down with? Yeah, oh, totally. right. that one. Good. Good. Oh, no. Some of those are hilarious to watch. No. They're so bad. No. I wish this was bad enough to want to watch. Sir, so are you saying that this movie is as bad as E.T. the video game? No, I, I would rather play E.T. the video game. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that, that video game has been... Let me let me put coffin and buried somewhere in Let me put it this way. The movie is supposed to help you want to help save the environment. Uh I'm a fan of the environment. I like trees and forests. Yeah. That one made me want to burn down every forest I ever saw. Just to make sure I got the hippies to live in there. They're pretty much like reading Twilight. Made me want to burn and destroy and get rid of the book. Yeah, you wanted to burn and destroy mostly books. I wanted to end life as we know it wow. on the planet. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a bold statement. Yeah. 
made you have a dolphin baby? I probably would have after watching that. And I was watching it with wrist cracks, trying to make it better. Wow. And there was no shape in that thing. <laughs> I mean, just, just to give you an idea, the beginning is a car ride for the next, like, ten minutes of them in a car going down a road. They can't do an outside shot because they don't have any money. <laughs> so they just have the camera in the car. This is their establishing shot. Driving on a road. For ten minutes. When did you bark? Oh. I, I was just annoyed by it. Cause there, I don't get motion sickness, but watching that was annoying. And not only that, but there's no dialogue. The music is really stupid. And it's like elevator music more entertaining. And you, you know. Wow. So this move, that this is just the first ten minutes. This isn't even the rest of the crap. Huh. Is this one on Netflix? I think it might the actually be. Of every bad video ever made. Well, there's some good ones in there. There's a few. Yeah, yeah. Avengers is well, There's a lot of crazy ones. Yeah. The Man from Tai Chi. I, I watched five minutes and I'm like, I can't read anymore. Yeah. yeah, I like reading subtitles, but, you know, that's me. Keanu Reeves is the bad guy. Just so? doesn't do it. He doesn't do a very good job of being a bad guy and much to do about nothing either. You're right. So but it made me laugh. Well, it has Nathan totally Fillion him, so we're good. Well, I totally expected him to go. I know. Yeah. Well, it was before in Matrix. Oh, okay. So. All right, well. I did like Keanu Reeves and Bill and yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. They're supposed to be making They were supposed little. to be stupid. Yeah. yeah. They pulled it off very well. Yeah. I actually liked him in Constantine, though I wouldn't watch the movie again. Because yeah. the best part was the guy that played Satan. Yeah. So where can people pick up your books? They're available online. Okay. Amazon? Like Amazon? Yep. They're on Amazon. Search for Jolita Clegg. Get my author page up. They're all listed on there somewhere. Yeah, search for my website. If you, uh, yes, go through dungeonfollowersradio.com to get to Amazon. There you go. There we go. And then Jen, you're going to have to put a link to that on my book page. Yeah. Which has just the software series. Nice. Because then you get paid. I'm getting you get paid. A little bit. Yeah, that's a little late for your site. And when you go to your site, it's like through Amazon. There you go. Even better. Then I get money from books, though. You get money from books. Yes. Win, win. And they get Exactly. It's a win for everyone. Everyone. They get a book. She gets money. We get money. Hey! I see lots of possibilities here. Lots of support. It'd be yeah. awesome. Alright. And the next book's coming out? When? Um, soon. Soon? Whenever it comes out, it comes out. Yeah. We'll just say it. Book one is not out in paperback right yeah. now. The publisher kind of went to jelly up. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll just say yeah, I've, I'm working. I've redone the cover for it, and I'm working on just going through and cleaning up some of the writing and I'm nice. re-release it. But that comes after midterm. Yeah, we've all kind of eaten all my free time. Yeah. But we it's awesome. That. Okay. I get to run the planetarium. Multi-million dollars. We were just there. So, we were just there a couple weeks ago. You went to one of the Friday night shows? We went to Tuesday night show because I... And so we took all the cash cats there. Cool. Yeah. Some of the kids came home with a great passion for sticks. And then a couple uh, not, not had a very, the the uh, very horrible 
they're like, that was horrible music. Which, I don't know, it's a great song. If you want the show without, you know, all the rock music stuff going on, talk to me. I do Cub Scout shows for fun. Well, well, he only did one. He only did one song. And then we did, we saw the, the space robots with Brent Spiner narrating. Yeah, which, we don't show movies out there. We do our shows totally live. The, the kids got really bored with that one. And then they showed the constellation. They got very like that. And then they did the song, which was a little video roller coaster space from the one. They like that. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. Yeah. I get to write a show this, this semester for one of my classes. We're doing a preschool show. Nice. It will be fun. Cool. All right. Well, we need to wrap some things up because we got to pack up now. Sure. So, go to your website, which is... I the Space Opera Series is www.alterinempire.com. Okay, all right. And then the other one? If you want to get to my author website, where I've got a list for all my short stories and everything else, it's jellycjalcac.com. All right. And then go to Dungeon Colors Radio and click through the Amazon. Yes, website. click through us, Amazon, buy our books. Good read. Help us out. This one's still out in ebook, just the paperback version. Yeah. And it's a good book. Just ask a guy named Joe. He's I think, read it two or three times. So. So he, loves the, he loves the series. Yeah. I, I don't know. Get my he's, he's looking very grisly Adam esque. His beard is so big and bushy, it's crazy. I have to trim my. Yeah. So. I have to look professional. Alright, well, thanks for jumping in. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Yeah. Okay. All right. And is that going yet? I'm not hearing anything. It's not. And of course, that doesn't isn't work. I love this. I hate that sound over here. All right. So with that said, uh, we're gonna close up shop. We're gonna end this now, and we will catch you next week. Uh, at Epic Puzzle Game, as always, and we will catch you later. This Come is Revan. Come back and listen to us. The four dungeon crawlers as we go through another dungeon. Okay. Yeah, it's.